12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, today I'll be talking about two episodes, season five, episode 10, we are now in the double digits, season five, episode 10, The Triangle, which aired on November 17th, 1986, and season five, episode 11, entitled... Kate Lasso's A Longhorn, which aired on November 24th, 1986. Alright, let's go to the triangle. A triangle ensues when Rick falls for his friend Brad's girlfriend, then must take her to a concert when Brad gets grounded. Alright, so we have Billy Jacoby returning as Brad, and we have Joan... Jonah? J-O-N-N... Jonah? J-O-N-N-A. Jonah Lee as Leslie. This episode was directed by John... Oh boy. S-G-U-E Skooglia? Skooglia? S-G-U-E-G-L-I-A. Writers David W. Duclon, the creator, and the rest of the creators. We got Ron Levitt, Michael G. G. Michael G. Moy. We have Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen. Of course, the episode was also written by Ed Burnham and Elaine Newman. So that's nice. They had a lady in there. And there are no reviews. And there's no trivia because it seems like there never is. Okay. And information for... Kate Lasso's a Longhorn. Oh boy. Rick agrees to take care of a friend's boa constrictor for the night. But it happens to fall on the same evening as Kate's dinner with a toy dealer who can't stand women in business. Then he needs to get out of the business then. Or just deal strictly. This is ridiculous. I know it's like the 80s, but give me a dang break. Gah. This episode got a 6.5 out of 10 rating based on 19 ratings. We have Joe Marie Payton. You would probably be more familiar with her. She played Harriet Winslow 1.0 on the Family Matters show. 
She plays Marie, so Marie is returning. We have Gary Grubbs, who plays Billy. Oh, boy. And, <laughs> yeah, Gary Grubbs, if you watched the last season of Growing Pains with Leonardo DiCaprio playing Luke Brower, Gary Grubbs plays Luke Brower's father, George Brower. And we also, if you're familiar with the OC, the final season of the OC season four, he plays Gordon Bullitt. We also have Krista Newman, who plays Dottie. I'm guessing this may be the owner of the boa constrictor. Do we see the boa constrictor or do we just see the, it's just off screen and there's hijinks just happening. And we never see the boa constrictor. Would be my guess. So this episode was directed by Art Dealhan. I think that that name does look familiar. So he's probably done other episodes. Writers David W. Duclan, the creator. We got Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, and Howard Leeds. It was also written by Neil Rosen and George Tricker. So, all right, let's head to the first episode, The Triangle, and let's see how this is going to go. Who's dating Brad? Nobody, if they have any sense in their mind. Alright, so we get out of the intro. We are at Burgers, the hangout of Rick and Alfonso and other high schoolers. Alfonso and Rick are hanging out at the counter, drinking their drinks, eating their fries. Alfonso's like, hey Rick, you want to go over to Music City? Is that what he said? Music City? Music City? Do you want to stop there and look at the posters? This kind of makes me think of, well, I'm kind of wondering, did they have like, those cardboard cutout stand-ins of musicians back in 1986? Maybe they did. Um, I would have been four, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of thinking of uh, the Suncoast Motion Picture Company, where I gotten a movie poster for Cruel Intentions. They're talking, probably talking about, like, music posters of, like, you know, Bruce Springsteen and all those other, you know, when Kate's friend Jackie was over and she and Rick were talking about all those musicians that I thought I hadn't heard of, but actually I listened to their songs. Like, yeah, I've heard these songs. Yeah. So he's like, nah, I gotta get home for dinner. Oh, he didn't ruin his appetite. I fill up on those fries. Alfonso's like, yeah, me too. So he orders another double burger with extra onion, just basically everything on it and a side of fries. Holy! But then again, they're teenagers, so they can pack it away and not gain an ounce. <laughs> I like how Rick gets up from the counter. Like, you know, I don't think I want to see this. You inhaling all that food. He's asking for fries when there's still fries there. Just eat the fries that are there. Well, they're probably cold. Gee, Rick, walk much? He walks right into this girl. Folding books, and of course, down they go. Here's the cutie blonde. Adorable. Oh, don't tell me this girl's dating Brad. Girl, you can do better, like Rick. So, he's like, oh, you go to Eisenhower High? Because I guess it's not books that fell. It was like notebooks or something. So I'm guessing he must have like, oh, you go to the other public school? Isn't it boring over there and dull? Like, okay, so here's a pretty girl and let's insult the school that she goes to. She's like, boring and dull. Like, wow, Rick, you know how to pick up girls, huh? Real nice one-liner. 
Yeah, I want some cute boy to say, well, if I were, you know, a young girl. Like, I want someone to insult the school I go to. Like, that's really going to make me like you. In fact, that's going to make me want to spit in your face. <laughs> so they get lost. Uh, apparently he heard that uh, someone told him that his their school, Eisenhower High School, cheers a yawn. So, I'm get Is that a Turtles game back there? Is that Ninja Turtles back there? It might be. Uh, it looks like Turtles. It looks like it. Where it says video games. Because I was kind of wondering after um, when Kate did the remodel on the living room and those video game, you know, console system whatevers are gone. Did they just move them here to Burgers? Like to the set of where Burgers is. And like, well, we still have them. Let's. But I don't ever remember Edward having the Turtles game. And I swear that looks like the Turtles game. Okay, so entomology is a scientific scientific study of insects, a branch of zoology. Okay, great. So, apparently he is into like, oh my gosh, you're taking this class? I like insects too. He doesn't even know what it is. He's like, oh, terrific class. What is it? Wow. <laughs> She's probably looking at you like, oh, I don't know who the dumb blonde is in this conversation. <laughs> I love her reactions. Like, uh, she holds up the book. It's the study of bugs. Of course, Rick tries to save the conversation. Like, oh, my school has it too. We call it lunch. Apparently, she's smiling, so she thinks that's funny. He's like, oh, are you leaving? And she's like, no, I was just coming in. And he's like, oh, what a coincidence. So was I. I'm like, so you're basically gonna not come home for dinner. Because you met this pretty girl. So I love how Alfonso looks over his shoulder like, huh, 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 Rick. Yeah, you're going to go home. But now that this girl's here. So he introduces himself, pulls out a chair for her, says, I'm Rick Stratton. She's like, my name is Leslie Horton. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> Rick sits down he's like, oh, you know, I almost went to Eisenhower. And uh, look who shows up. It's Brad. He's really like, Stratton, why are you talking to my girlfriend or something like that? I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, you want to stop at Music City? Look at the posters? <laughs> no, I have to get home for dinner. Me too. Another burger, double cheese, double onion, side butter, of fries, and a large Coke. Good grief, Alfonso. Where do you put it all? I don't think I want to see this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me help. Uh, thanks. You go to Eisenhower High? Yeah. I hear it's pretty dull over there. Dull? Yeah. Someone told me your school cheers a yawn. <laughs> hey, you taking entomology? Yeah. That's great. Terrific class. What is it? <laughs> Study of bugs. Oh, yeah. You know, my school has that too. But we call it lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just leaving? No, I was just coming in. Gosh, what a coincidence. So Dang, was I. Dang, enough stuff. Dude, you need a bath bat. Um, my name is Rick Stratton. Uh, Leslie Hayworth. Leslie, you know, I almost went to Eisenhower. Really? Yeah. I oh, two have already met. Oh, crap. Huh? <laughs> Rick, this is my girlfriend, Leslie. Oh, girlfriend? come on, girl. You didn't say anything. <laughs> is this a small world or what? Brad, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Where do you think I've been for the last week? I just figured you were grounded again. <laughs> How did you guys meet, anyway? It was fate. I ran into her at the mall. With his bicycle. <laughs> How quaint. Oh, 
there's Karen. I have to give her my uh, bug homework. Excuse me. Karen! So what do you think? Oh, she's terrific. I know. She's more than just pretty, too. She's funny and she's smart. How smart can she be? Look who she's going with. <laughs> I'm going to be late for dinner. Of course, Brad comes in, and Leslie is his girlfriend. I guess they've been together for like a week. And he met her at the mall by running into her on his bike. Girl, you need to look up once in a while. I'm not blaming her for getting hit by a bike. I mean, Brad is Brad. He's an idiot. Because <laughs> Brad comes over and sits down. like, oh, you finally met. He kisses Leslie. And... It's like, where do you think I've been this whole time for the last week? And Rick's like, oh, I just thought you were grounded again. So Leslie excuses herself to give her friend some anthropology notes. And Rick is saying, oh, you know, what's not to like about your girl? And, like, she's funny. She's smart. She's pretty. I'm like, dude, you're talking about someone else's girlfriend. I'm surprised. If Brad were smarter, he'd probably pick up on it. Wow, seems like you like my girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, this is going to be an issue. Now we cut to the house. Kate looks like she's going to go and start. She need. She's got a tennis racket. She and Edward should go up against each other. I bet she would wipe the floor with him. I really do. Banging on the dang door. It sounds like. Doo, 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 doo. It's like what in the what? Where's the remote? Did they get rid of that remote? And like, no, you guys can open the door yourself. See, we don't need you to. Because. Uh, However, it works on the set or something. They probably had to, like, rig it to open with the remote or something. It's like, nah, we don't want to do it. Just walk to the door and open it. I'm coming, I'm coming. (laughs) Thank you, I'm starting to get a headache. Good grief, how many books you got there? Where did you get all those books? At the university bookstore. Why did you go there? You didn't. I did. You're picking up college I'm kids again? College. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he I go to college? I was going to finish college for years, and I finally got up off my butt and did something about it. That's terrific. Yeah. This time, nothing is going to stop me from getting that degree. I am so proud of you. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what degree was he going to get? <laughs> Business degree? <laughs> It's going to be a lot of hard work. Hey, hey nothing worthwhile comes easy. How, oh, how many classes job. did you sign up for? One. <laughs> well, it's a toughie. Huckleberry Finn? <laughs> Classic American Literature 101. And that's got to do with his degree? You're starting slow. Well, not too slow. You zoom right past Dick and Jane. <laughs> Why don't we go out tonight and celebrate you're going back to college? Oh, honey, I'd love to, but i got to get through the Scarlet Letter by Monday. Oh. Well, in that case, I'll just tuck myself away somewhere. Uh, thanks, huh? Let you burn the midnight oil. Hey, Kate. Oh, what is it with people hey, running into each other? startled me. Kate, where's Dad? He's in the living room. Oh, okay. okay. He's reading a book. Why are we whispering? Studying, he finally enrolled in college. <laughs> Kate, I was hoping I'd get there first. <laughs> Very funny. Don't disturb him. Okay. Right. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> Kate just told me. Thanks, son. 
Yeah, it's also library books. You can't highlight in them. Dude, go do that somewhere else. Seriously. Don't you have something to do? No. <laughs> Where are your friends? Where's Alfonso? Where's Brad? Alfonso's got band practice. Brad's with his girl. Brad has a girlfriend? That he sure does, Dad, and she's perfect. She's sweet and pretty, smart and funny. Sounds like you're hung up on his Laughing girlfriend. Laughing eyes. Whose girl did you say this was? Yeah, really. Dad, she's Brad's girl. Really? Oh. Edward, you need to get oh a haircut. Joel, you need to get a haircut. You're Rick, I gotta talk to you. I have a humongous problem. What's the matter? Well, I got two tickets to see Van Halen Friday night. And that's a problem. Well, I also got grounded. Oh, Brad, what did you do this time? I lost control of the lawnmower and wiped out my mom's rose garden. <laughs> so? So I came to you for help. Brad, we don't have any roses. <laughs> I want you to take Leslie to the concert. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think I'll take my book in the library, read. Library. Yeah, Latin I'll do that. Root is Libra. Dude, book. seriously. That's why they put him in there. Just go! Brad, you want me to take Leslie? I mean, she's nuts about Van Halen, and I'd, I'd hate her to miss him. Pop. Yeah, but Brad, Van Halen's going to be back here in four or five years. Take her then. <laughs> Come on, please. Be a buddy. Help me out. It'd mean a lot to your girlfriend to a concert. Brad, she won't want to go with me anyway. I already talked to her and she said it was okay. She did? Well, I mean, she knows you're not me. But then again, who is? Brad, Lucy, Brad, I don't know. Come on, please. Just for me, your good friend. Okay, I guess. Hey, thanks, man. I know I count on you. You're a real pal. And by the way, the tickets are 30 bucks. So yes, the person at the door turns out it was Edward. He's got like 20 books in his art, like a stack of them. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Turns out he decided to go to college, go back to college, and finish his degree, which, what is it on? I'm seeing so many problems with this. One. What degree is it for? If it's for a business degree, it's like, dude, you already run Eddie Toys. Well, your wife kind of runs it. You're inventing now. Um, another thing. How are you going to be able to... It's He said it's just one class. So that shouldn't be too hard to fit in. But is that the only requirement he needs to finish his degree in what? No. Well, maybe we'll learn. But he's got like umpteen books. And I'm just like, how late into this class do you sign up? Because, like, I gotta finish the Scarlet Letter by Monday. Luckily, it's not a huge book. But, uh, she's, of course, you know, she's proud of him. And he's looking at Edward's hair, or Joel Higgins' hair. And I'm like, dude, you gotta get a haircut. Because... Well, he does look disheveled because he just came from the college library. He's got, like, 20 books in his... You know, stacked under his chin. And 
it's just, it's looking a little shag. It's looking a little long. It's looking season one, Edward. You need to trim it. I I, th- I personally think. Yeah, classic literature class is what he's taking because he also has Huckleberry Finn, the Scarlet Letter. Isn't it like you'd have to write like a paper after you read it or answer questions or have a discussion? It's going to be, I want to hear more about, I honestly am more interested in hearing how Edward's going to do with this class because he's like in his 40s and these kids are going to be like, college age students are going to be like maybe 21, 22, 23, 24 years old, sort of like half his age and he's probably going to feel like out of his league, like wow. So yeah, Kate's like, where do you get all those books? He's like, at the university bookstore. So not only does he have like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, like fi- literally 15 books. And on the bottom of those 15 books, he also has a binder and what looks like maybe could be a textbook, possibly. But what university bookstore did he go to? So excited! Like, oh my gosh, you didn't! You enrolled in college! I'm so proud of you. He's like, I've been saying for years I was gonna finish college, and I finally decided to get up and do. What exactly does he need to finish? Did he drop out of a classic literature class, and that was the one thing? Is this like a Jesse Katsopoulos? I'm going back to s- school to get my diploma because I walked out on a classic literature class or an English class, and I just need this one class to get my degree or diploma. I want to hear more about this and how this this all happened. Um. I want to know why he dropped out of school. Did, did he? Because he got married and then he knocked up his wife even though he didn't know that she was pregnant and had a kid for 12 years. I don't know. Because it just seemed like when he was talking to Rick about colleges, like he, he's like, well, I didn't really ever take it seriously. Like I managed like going snowboarding, you know, skiing and hanging out with girls and stuff like that. So I'm just like, uh, Okay, yet you still managed to start up your own Eddie Toys. You know, I guess money works over having actual business knowledge. I I don't know. Stopped him the first time from getting that degree. I want to know. I want to know. And it's kind of funny because Kate's a college graduate and Edward is a college dropout. It's not like she's going to like, oh, at least I graduated college. <laughs> at least I got my degree. And she's like, you know, it's going to be a lot of hard work. And he's like, well, nothing hard ever came easy. And she's like, wow, how many classes do you sign up for? Because there's like 20 books there. And he's like, uh, one? I'm just like, uh, okay. And when he says one, she just kind of looks at him. And he's like, well, it's a toughie. And she looks at the first title of book, uh, book that she picks up off the coffee table and says, Huckleberry Finn. So the class is Classic American Literature 101. It says he's starting slow. And Kate's like, well, hopefully not too slow. You just zoomed past Dick and Jane. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny because that is one of the first books I learned how to read with was fun with Dick and Jane. Oh, she's so happy for Edward. Kate's like, why don't we go out to dinner and celebrate you going back to college? What day is it? Because he's like, I would love to go out and celebrate and go out to dinner, but I gotta finish the Scarlet Letter by Monday. He must have signed up for this class late then. The fact that it's like, 
you only have a few days to read the Scarlet Letter. I'm surprised he's not going to cheat and like go get the Cliff Notes version or something. I thought she was going to go play tennis or something because she's like, I'll go tuck myself away while you burn the midnight oil. Cause I guess he's going to hang out on the couch and read. That's a high traffic area. Rick eventually is going to be coming home. And he'll probably be in the living room. Like, yeah, because Edward eventually does excuse himself to go to, you know, into his study, his library, and read there and do his work. What is it with everybody walking into people? Because she ends up walking right into Rick as Rick, I guess, came from upstairs with a can of pop in his hand. And she's like, shh. And she's like, your father's going back to college. Don't bother him. He's reading. Of course, Rick's like, okay, I won't. Why are we whispering? So he goes into the living room. And he starts doing that weird... You know that sound you make with your tongue? And, of course, it's irritating to Edward. So it's like, can you, like, do that somewhere else? And Rick's talking about Brad's girlfriend and how she's funny and she smiles with her eyes and she's a sweet girl. She's beautiful. And Edward's just like, is this Brad's girl or your girl? Brad, of course, comes over and says he's grounded because the lawnmower got out of control when he was mowing the lawn and went through his mom's rosebush garden. And he's grounded so he can't take... Leslie to the concert and asks Rick to do it and says oh by the way oh I think it's like Van Halen or that he's was going to take Leslie to see and he says oh by the way Rick the tickets are $30 so I'm guessing like Rick's going to pay $30 it's like he's doing you a favor why should he have to pay for the ticket I don't know oh because Rick's like why are we whispering to Kate and she's like your father's studying he just went decided to go back to college Kate is wearing a banana clip from the 80s. My sister would wear those too. It just amazes me how Rick is actually taller now than Kate when, of course, in season one, he was at least a head and a half shorter than her because he was like 12. And it's just funny how he like shot up in height after over four seasons. Well, he's probably been taller than her since season four, maybe. I don't know. Oh, jeez, Rick's pouting, like, oh, I was hoping I would get there first with college, like, <laughs> she's like, don't disturb him, okay? He's like, okay, he's like, way to go, dad! Like, oh, go. Um, again, I said during the clip, why is he highlighting a book that is a library book? I didn't think you could do that unless you buy the book yourself. He said, I got these from the university library. Did he buy them all or did he, like, check them out of the library? Unless the library also functions as a bookstore, which I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure if you're checking it out from the library, they don't want you highlighting in them unless you're buying them. See him read, reading those books. If you're highlighting in them, you're not, if if you got the books for college and you return them at the end of the semester, I don't think they're going to want ones that have been drawn in and, you know, highlighted in. Oh, it's a course book. Um, Classic American Literature 101. Okay, so that is a textbook. And if he's, he bought that, I mean, he could highlight in that if he bought it because he doesn't, 
he won't be returning it. So Edward just stops highlighting. He's almost like, can I highlight in peace, please? It's like, where are your friends? Don't you have something to do? And it's like, well, Alfonso's at band practice and Brad's with his girlfriend. And Edward's like, Brad has a girlfriend? Really? And I'm just like, wait a minute. I thought at Burgers, Rick's like, I got to get home for dinner. I'm like, so did dinner already happen or did it not happen? I don't know. Okay, so the doorbell rings, so... They use the remote for the door when they're in the living room. Because if they're, like, right by the door, like, by that little table there in the entryway, they just open the door. I swear in earlier seasons, they were so lazy. They're like, oh, well, the door, like, is, like, five feet away here. The table's here. Oh, here's a door opener. Let me just, because they were that lazy. And now it's like... Well, I'm in the living room. I want to walk all the way to open the door. So, okay. I don't know why I thought they had gotten rid of the door opener thing, but I guess they didn't. Okay, wait a second. Brad says he has tickets to Van Halen for Friday night, right? So what day is this? Is this earlier in the week? Because I thought the way Edward's like, I gotta finish, like, the Scarlet Letter by Monday. I thought it was, like, already the weekend, but it's like... Scarlet, you better get jumping on that. I mean, you got like a week. And the Scarlet Letter does not look that long, but if it's one of those stories that are like really like info dumpy, like background, like heavy, heavy background stuff, it's just, sometimes those books are like, they're a struggle. It's like, let's get to the main plot. I don't care about this person's life 40 years ago. I don't care how they got started. I just want to know about the present. Some of the stuff that takes pages to like, oh, then I had a conversation with this person. You could sum that up in like a couple pages instead of like 20. That's what irritated me about as I went on with the Harry Potter books. The chapters would be like 25 to 30 pages long when you would get to like the bigger, like, Goblet of Fire, Half-Blood Prince, or the Fiend. Deathly Hallows. I learned a thing. It was probably my first introduction to books that had filler in them. Like, a lot of filler. It's just, like, 25 to 30 pages in between chapters. It's like, come on already. What is this? Let's get to the action with any book sometimes is like it gets bogged down in so much detail that it's just like enough already I'm losing interest I'm about ready to stick don't even bother with the bookmark because I am not coming back to this book I hate those types of books I love Harry Potter but I don't like all that that filler or info uh, pages upon pages of info dumping Brad needs to lose that earring. It is lame. It does not look good on it. Or even the actor. It's just, it, it's like a little itty bitty like stud earring and it just looks gross. Wait just a dang second here. Rick was sucking down a can of pop, right? When did Edward have a can of pop or is he now drinking off of Rick's can of pop? Because when... Brad says, I want you to take Leslie to the concert. We see Edward, like, <laughs> like coughing up this 7-Up or Sprite can that he's sipping off. I'm like, I did not see 
Edward with a can of pop. The only one I saw with a can of pop was Rick. So why are you drinking off of your son's pop can? I don't know. Seriously, he sets it down. And I'm like, there is no other pop can here. Why are you drinking off your son's pop can? That is so weird. Another thing with the speaker that's just outside the library and stuff. Do they still use that here or... Is that the one they set up for when Rick moved out to that little guest room, guest, um, pool house thing, whatever the heck it was in early, you know, season five? Um, so Rick doesn't understand why Brad wants, well, he knows that Brad's grounded. It's like, you want me to take Leslie? Brad's like, well, Leslie likes Van Halen. I don't want her to miss out on this concert. Rick's like, Brad, Van Halen's going to be back here in four to five years. Yes. Oh my gosh, I just put it together. He's t- Van Halen, who just passed away on October 6th of this month, of this year. That's who they're talking about. Oh my gosh, I just put it together. That, ooh. And just think about it. That is like 34 years out. From this episode. 34 years and Van Halen will be gone. And Rick's like, he'll be back in three to four years. Take her then. And Brad says, Rick, look, be a buddy, okay? Help Leslie and me out. Rick's like, look, Brad, she's not going to want to go with me. And Brad's like, no, I talked to her. She's 100% okay with it. It's absolutely fine. She's probably like, whatever it takes to get me to Van Halen, I'll go with whoever. Just get me there. And Rick's like, oh, she did? Say that that was fine. And of course, Brad's like, oh, well, she knows you're not me. But then again, who is? Brad, stop acting like you're God's gift to women because you're not. You are now Derek Taylor. Oh, Rick, of course, has got a conscience. He's not sure about this. But Brad eventually kind of pushes him into it. Just do this for me. Do me a solid, please. I owe you. Oh, by the way, the tickets are $30. (sighs) I'm like, no, he's doing you a favor. He shouldn't have to pay $30 for that ticket. <laughs> Better only have to pay for... Okay, now it looks like... Oh, leave it to Burger. So... And it's raining, raining out. So it looks like, I'm guessing, after the concert, Rick and Leslie are gonna stop there. Oh, ah! downpour. Oh, just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I had a really, really great time at the concert tonight. Yeah, it's one of the best I've ever been to. Ah, I remember dancing and screaming and yelling and fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, and that was just on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, um, want the hot chocolate? Uh, Sure, but let me pick. Come on, don't be silly. No, 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 no. You got the concert. Please (laughs) don't. Yes, you guys definitely have an attraction to each other as you kiss. See, they make a cute couple. So, of course, it's raining, and they're talking about the concert, how great it was, and apparently there's a fireworks show on the bus there, I guess. And he's like, hey, I'll get you hot chocolate. She's like, no, well, let me pay. You pay for the concert. And... 
He knocks her bag to the floor and you just hear like something rattling around. I thought he's going to find like diet pills or something like, oh my gosh, you're taking a prescription, something or other. But no, they look at each other and of course you know they're going to kiss. Now we're back at home. Edward is immersed in the Scarlet Letter or has he moved on to something else? I don't know. Kate, of course, wants attention from him. Like, dear, you said you're coming up like an hour ago. You're still down here reading. He's craving that husband and wife alone time. Edward, it's 11.30. How much longer are you going to be? Four or five hundred pages. <laughs> what? Well, I was hoping we'd watch a little TV together. Mm -hmm. Is that code for something else? It's been a while since we've done anything together. <laughs> That's nice. So yeah, it's like 11.30 at night and she's like, I want to spend time with you. Why are you still down here? You said you were coming up like an hour ago. He's like, she's like, how much longer until you're done with that book? He's like, oh, three, four hundred pages. Like, I would have ripped the book out of his hands. Like, no, you're coming upstairs now. <laughs> but she just goes off to sulk in the kitchen. <laughs> but Rick at home from the concert. So let's hear about how that went. I bet he's going to leave. Oh, we kissed. <laughs> Oh, hi, Dad. Hey, son. Are you gonna read over his shoulder? <laughs> Sigh. Problem? Dad. I did the craziest thing with Leslie tonight. <laughs> no, not that. Please tell me you stole a car. <laughs> I kissed her, Dad. Oh. Isn't she Brad's girl? Yes, but I couldn't help myself. Dad, it happened before I had time to think about it. Because if I had time to think about it, there's no way it would have happened, which would be best for all concerned, except that I sure enjoyed it while it was happening. <laughs> Even though I'm not too happy it did happen. Dad, what am I going to do? I'm still trying to figure out what you said. Dad, I kissed my best friend's girl. Now I don't know what to do about it. Well, it's pretty simple. You should stop seeing Leslie. I knew you wouldn't understand. I think I understand. You want me to tell you it's okay to go out with her. Even though she's already well, dating your friend. Well, you can have a lot of dates in your life, son, but good friends are hard to come by. Brad's done a good I friend. I know. Sure. You're not willing to give up your friendship with Brad. I'm not? <laughs> no, I'm not. Then you're going to have to nip it in the bud. You're right. But Dad, it's not going to be easy. Because I really like her. You have to be strong. Put a check on your emotions. Oh, you need any tips on that? I'm becoming an expert. <laughs> so yeah, Rick says that he's trying to get Edward's attention. <clears throat> Sigh! Like, oh my gosh. And Edward, just put your book down. Your son needs advice, which... Really? 
It's simple. Rick kissed Brad's girlfriend. Apparently, Brad's girlfriend was... I mean, she leaned into that kiss, too. So, it's not a one-sided thing. And Edward's like, you really want to risk your friendship with Brad over a girl because he's like you're gonna have many girlfriends many dates is this one girl really worth the risk and, and Kate of course comes out and she's got like an armload of food like I'm taking all this upstairs gonna go watch TV by myself well, Ever pretty much says you gotta nip this relationship in the butt I always thought it was nip it in the butt not nip it in the bud, which I, I like nip it in the bud better, but that's me. Um, yeah, he's like, you gotta fix this situation. You don't need to be making out with someone who's not your girlfriend, and you don't need to be risking your friendship with Brad over this girl either. So, next day, looks like Leslie's come to say, I made a miss. I'm sorry we shouldn't have done this or she's gonna say I broke up with Brad I want to be with you so I'm I'm thinking it's probably we made a mistake or mm, uh, maybe it's I broke up with Brad because I want to be with you I don't know maybe because she's a blonde and Rick's a blonde it's like I see them together and Brad's just kind of a and I, I can't see this smart beautiful funny girl wanting to be with the doofy like Brad Leslie hi what are you doing here? I need to talk to you about last night. Oh, movie. come on in. Good, you know, because I've got to talk to you, too. After I've been thinking I got a lot about last night. night I... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Look, I think what happened last night was a big mistake. Oh, boy, am I ever glad to hear you say that. I feel the same way. Really? Well, that's good news. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just a crazy evening. She was yeah, leaving to make out it again. it must have been the, the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why my mom's always telling me to carry an umbrella. <laughs> anyway, it, it won't happen again. Oh, no, and we wouldn't want to hurt Brad. He's a great guy. A terrific guy. Gonna I mean, make you can't out say again. enough about him. Oh, I really like Brad. <laughs> I really like him, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I'm glad we had this talk. They're going to make out again. I feel a lot better. Me too. It was just one of those things that happened. Yeah, it's going to happen again. Right. And uh, we can still be friends. Of course we can. Ever friends. Come on, let's shake on it. You're going to make out. You guys need to let go. Oh. I feel horrible. Isn't this horrible, Rick? Horrible. Terrible. Awful. Oh. Oh. What are we going to do? Well, for starters, let's not shake hands anymore. Yeah, really. Good idea. There's only one thing to do. I'm going to have to tell Brad. What are you going to tell him? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I'll tell him I don't want to be tied down to one guy. Uh-huh. That he's all wrong, that he's not my type, that there's just no chemistry with him. Good. Well, you know, just case, so you don't hurt his feelings. Then tell him. To <laughs> be honest. That's the important thing. Right. Look, until you tell him, 
We'll just have to cool it. <laughs> oh, I agree. Cool it. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They both. Leslie comes over. They they both agree. Oh, we made a mistake. I'm like the way you're looking at each other. You're gonna make out in five seconds. I was like, oh, we should tell. I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, they're gonna make out. And they're like, oh, let's shake on it. And then they're like, they're like, do everything but stick their tongues down each other's throats. And I'm like, you guys need to just. You want to break it off with Brad? Break it off with Brad. But don't lead him on like this. I don't, I'm not a fan of Brad, but no one deserves to be trampled on like that. And, I mean, the way that Rick, it's like, guys, seriously, keep it in your pants, okay? Hormones are, your hormones are showing. Let's just call it that. So it looks like Edward is off to school <laughs> with a stack of books again. He's got like three books, four books, maybe one's a thesaurus, and he's got like a notebook, one of those thick note notebooks. But he carries book bags or backpacks in television shows. They always carry their books right out in front of them, so that way, when they walk into something or trip over something, the books will scatter. They're like, "Hey, honey, I'm off to school," and Kate's like, "Do we have our lunch money?" It's college. It's not hot lunch. Oh my gosh, I remember the hot lunch days. I really do. I get a little ticket, and then we give it to the lunch lady, and then we get whatever the lunch of the day is. Okay, honey, I'm off to school. Do we have our lunch money? <laughs> Cute. Oh, one's a textbook and two are books. Brad. Hi, Mr. S. Are you okay? Who cares? <laughs> Rick! Brad's here! Coming! Hang in there, guy. Why bother? <laughs> what is this, night class? Is this the next day? He's wearing a different shirt. <coughs> hey, buddy. What's new? Leslie dumped me. No. <laughs> yes. Well, did she say why? Well, something about me not being any good at chemistry. <laughs> Girls, try and figure them. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna let this get you down, are you? No way. In fact, if you want to know the truth, I was getting ready to dump her. You were? Face it, Rick. I'm not a one-woman man. There's too many fish in the sea, a lot of pebbles on the beach, a lot of stars in the firmament. You what? know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, Brad, there's tons of girls who like you. Yeah. Who? <laughs> who? Um, Sheila Winchell, that's who. I mean, she's got a real thing for you. She does? <laughs> she told Pam she thought you were an animal. She did? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember what animal. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, hey, who needs Leslie? Good for you, man. I mean, it's ended as far as I'm concerned. Finito history. I don't care what she does. You really mean that? I sure do. 
Well, then it wouldn't bother you if Leslie went out with someone else. Hey, I wish her only the best. I mean, what the hey? I gotta get on with my own life. Good for you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Because Leslie and I, we kind of hit it off at the concert. Yeah? Yeah. You scuzzwad! You're dead, Stratton. Brad, what happened with going on with your own life? Yeah, I will, after I end yours. No, not that. It's Tiffany Crystal. It's worth a fortune. Not the antique box, Brad. It's worth thousands. Stratton, you live in too good a house. Brad, I'm sorry. You're slime, Stratton. Slime? That's no way to talk to a friend. Friend. You're not actually friend. a friend, you jerk. You call yourself a friend? Yeah, well, let me tell you something, friend. You and Leslie deserve each other. It's not wrong. I'm kind of going with Brad on this. Rick, it's almost like he's trying to justify his actions of he and Leslie cheating on Brad like that. And the thing is that they always say, it's like, if your friend dumps somebody, you don't go after their leftovers. That's just bull. That's just garbage. You don't do that. And, I mean, sure, Brad would be fine if it were somebody else dating Leslie, but not Rick. And the fact that Rick thought, oh, this is okay. You know, he's saying there's plenty of fish in the sea and this and that and whatnot. And he'd be fine if somebody went out with Leslie. Somebody who's not a friend, probably he would be fine with. But not, and to find out that you guys had hit it off after the concert. Of course, Brad is like, you're scum, you're not a friend. And it's like, Rick, no, you're not a friend. Not No, a friend doesn't go behind someone's back and start making out with th their girlfriend or their whoever. That's just, that is the guy code you broke that. I think the same thing with the, with the girl code, right? You don't go like, oh, your best friend just broke up with her boyfriend. You don't go behind her back and start dating him. That's garbage. So yeah, looks like Edward is on the couch studying and Kate really wants some husband wifey time because she has got a negligee on and she is like practically dancing right in front of him, like practically on his lap, like, huh, come spend time with me, like, <laughs> oh boy. What are these night classes? They're night classes because it's like dark out when he's leaving to go to class. Maybe that's the only time that he can go because he's got work during the day. In one class, it can't be every single night. <laughs> I lost my earring. I hope I'm not bothering you. No problem. You'd rather be highlighting a book than being with your wife, dude. Seriously? Ow! Oh, I bumped my leg. Gee, I hope it doesn't leave a mark. How does it look, dear? What was the question? Good. That's all right. Good night. Dude, seriously, put if down the highlight. you think highlight. a cheap trick like that is going to work, you're right. <laughs> there you go. I'm on my way, so get ready. 
Hi, Dad. <laughs> For the best Scrabble game you ever had. Don't you hate it when adults are so cheerful? I think it's great. So, what do you want to do? I don't care. Why don't we go to Burgers? It's a lot of fun on Saturday night. Didn't they just come nah, back? Nah, I'm not really somewhere? in the mood. Oh. Okay, um. Hey, wanna put on some music? No, I'm not really in the mood. Okay. Is there another set of Scrabble in the house? <laughs> not really in the mood. Is something wrong? No. Clearly. Is it me? No, no, it's not you. It's Brad, isn't it? Brad. Rick, you and I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you I did. I did Brad you for almost three him. weeks, but now I'm with you. I know, but Leslie, it's not that easy for me. It isn't, huh? You know, when we first met, you were a lot of fun, like that night at the concert. <laughs> Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm gonna miss that. Huh? It's over, Rick. What's over? Us. Why? Well, for one thing, you become a real drag. Well... I'm not finished. You're moody, distant, and a real downer. <laughs> but Leslie, you can't leave me. I gave up my best friend for you. I know. That was sweet. <laughs> So, apparently, Kate's charms work. I mean, she is practically thrusting her leg, like, literally right in his face while he's on the couch. And he's like, oh, if you think that old cheap trick's gonna work on me, you're right. And he runs upstairs after her. Of course, right when Rick and Leslie come in, it's like, oh, we're gonna play Scrabble. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> so... Rick is not in the mood, like, to listen to music or go to burgers. Where did they come from? Like, oh, let's go and leave again. Like, you just got back from somewhere. But he's not in the mood, and she's like, what's wrong with you? You're distant. You're moody. You're a real drag. Because she's pretty much like, it's over. It's like, well, I gave up my best friend for you. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, what is she, a player or something like that? And she's like, we didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, you did. You cheated on your boyfriend. And he lost. Well, Rick chose to better relationship with Leslie over Brad. So that's on him. So it looks like Alfonso and Brad are hanging out at Burgers together. Hey, Alfonso. Hi, Rick. Brad. Yeah, he knows. Alfonso, isn't it strange that you-know-who is here alone without the other you-know-who? <laughs> Alfonso, you can tell Brad that you-know-who and I are no longer seeing each other. Well, Alfonso, that's very interesting to hear. <laughs> Alfonso, it's the truth. I'll take it from here, Alfonso. Why? I've done a great job so far. <laughs> so, uh, how come you're not seeing Leslie anymore, lover boy? We discussed the situation and realized that continuing our relationship was nothing either one of us wanted to pursue. So she dumped you, huh? Yeah. If you want to get technical. 
could happen to a nicer guy? Brad, I'm sorry, okay? Like, I wouldn't blame you if you never spoke to me again. Brad, I was selfish. I was thoughtless. I was stupid. I was a jerk. You forgot two-timing creep? That too. And you were lower than the lowest pond scum. <laughs> yes, even lower than tooth plaque. Brad, <laughs> whatever you say. And you'll replant my mother's rose garden? Don't push it. <laughs> Friends? Friends. Well, I feel a lot better now. Me too. Come on, Brad. The movie starts at six. Okay, babe. <laughs> She's called me last night. Begged me to take her back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, of course, is not talking to Rick. He's pretty much using Alfonso to, like, talk to Rick. Uh and I gotta agree with Brad here as far as everything he's saying Rick is, Rick is. It's like, but then again, Leslie isn't exactly off the hook either because she cheated as well. Well, actually, she was the one that cheated and Rick was the one that uh, betrayed his best friend. One of his best friends. And Rick does admit to Brad that, you know, I am a piece of garbage human being. I was selfish. And this and that. And Brad's like, oh, you forgot that you're a two-timing jerk as well. It's like, alright, so they end up being friends again. Who walks in the door? It's Leslie. And Brad's like, oh yeah, she called me last night and begged her to take me back. <laughs> as she walks out the door with Brad, of course, she uh, waves goodbye to Rick. I get Um... I don't know about this Leslie. I really... What was her deal here? Was it just a moment of weakness? And Rick got caught up, up in it? And she was just... Well, because even when he says, I gave up my best friend for you, and she just looks at him before she leaves and says, Yeah, I know. That was real sweet. So is this a two-timing girl who tries to pit two good friends against each other? Oh my gosh. I mean, Rick's not innocent in all this. We know that. Actually, last night I was just thinking, like, this girl looks familiar. This girl plays Leslie. And I'm like, okay, she looks like someone from an episode of I've seen of Growing Pains. I'm like, I could be wrong, but I looked it up. And if you remember season two's episode, Fast Times at Ridgemont, or <laughs> Fast, Times at Ridgemont <laughs> Fast Times at Dewey High, um, she played as Mike called her, Bucktooth Becky Swarkin. And actually, she played the character in Growing Pains a year prior to this one. And I'm like, okay, because the face and the voice sounded familiar. So I'm like, okay. But this episode, honestly... I didn't care for it. The only thing that I liked about it was Edward going back to college and Kate wanting to have some uh, husband-wifey time upstairs and trying to distract him. I really did not care too much about this whole thing with Rick and, you know, using Brad's girlfriend, you know, causing her to cheat and him 
like giving up his best friend because even Edward's like you're willing to risk a friendship over a girl because even he's calling Rick out on it and even Alfonso really did not have much to do he's in the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode I get the show is you know about Rick and everything like that and I think the only episode I think that was more focused on Alfonso would have been the one with Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner with the dyslexia episode and of course the best friend season 3 episode 1 when Alfonso moves to town so I think the rating for this one I'm gonna give it a 3 out of 5 I know it's usually my average for these but I did not care for the storyline of Rick and this girl and Brad. It's just very uninteresting. The only thing I like, like I said, I liked that we're going back to college and I liked Kate trying to distract him. <laughs> I thought that was cute, but just Rick's whole attitude throughout the fact that he even pursued this girl when he knew that she was dating his best friend and for Leslie just pitting two friends against each other also. She's also the guilty party. I mean, I despise Brad, but I wouldn't wish that on someone to have someone there dating, fooling around on them. That's not right. So, um, Silver Spoonful for this episode. It's just, if you promise someone you're dating that you're going to take, like you got tickets to a concert or whatever, or some, some event and you get grounded or you can't go, don't ask your best friend, oh, well, I can't go, but my best friend here will take you. I'd be like, no, I'll, I'll like, give her the ticket, let her go by herself. And then you can, you know, give the t- other ticket to somebody else and have them pay for it. I don't know. Mm. Another thing in Edward's case, it's never too late to go to college. If you want to take a class, I took an English class. I took a math class. I mean, I, I wanted to be, you know, a bet assistant, but after I failed that math class, I'm, I knew I was going to fail it too. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not paying. It, it took me, I took two classes and it took me four years to pay that off. So I'm like, I'm not doing this again. For anyone else out there that wants to go to college, you, you know, keep at it. Don't give up. All I wanted to do, honestly, deep down was just prove that I could take and pass a college class. And I did. I passed my English class. So, all right. So without further ado, I hope that Kate Lasso's A Longhorn is better than this one. So far, season five has been good. I kind of would call this not a full dud episode, but the the triangle episode, but I'd say dud-ish a little bit because the Edward College thing that was a mini plot. Honestly, it's what's safe with this episode from being a 2 out of 5. So, Alright, let's go on to Kate Lasso's a Longhorn. I kind of hope I like this one a little bit better. This is why I like kind of about doing two episodes this month. It's like, if I don't care so much for one episode, then maybe I'll like the other one. I don't think I've gotten it where I was reviewing two when I disliked both of them. So we'll see. I, I've never been a fan of this uh, Gary Grubbs guy or whatever his name is. Um, 
who played Gordon Bullitt in season four of the OC or George Brower in season seven of Growing Pains. The guy's always, he always, his characters always tend to come off as like womanizers because even (laughs) in Growing Pains, he played Luke's father and George Brower was a trucker, a truck driver. So, and he was always going, you know, meeting ladies. And he had, like, umpteen kids aside from Luke. Because Luke was his firstborn, and he didn't really stick around to raise him. And then, he's like, oh, I got, like, umpteen kids from, uh, like, a whole bunch of baby mamas. I'm like, what? The what? But, oh, oh, yeah, and the same thing in the OC. Gordon Bullitt's got, like, almost like 15 to 20 kids like one for almost every single state of the u.s and i'm like oh my god that's that's nuts all right let's let's see this kate lasso's a longhorn if this guy hits on kate i'm gonna punch him in the mouth i'll reach through the screen and punch him in the mouth let's see how this is gonna go because like i've said i don't watch these episodes ahead of time so I, a lot of, I'm, like, surprised on stuff. I, I, I like, kind of guessing, like, oh, it'll go this way, and then it totally surprises me. Alright, so, we come out of the intro, and Edward is putting together a, is it a tricycle? Is it a little, this is not a 10-speed bike. It's not even a mountain bike. This is a child's bike. Why are, it it looks like it could very well be a tricycle or a little bike with training wheels. Um, I know that, you know, Eddie Toys makes toys and stuff. We haven't seen a toy invention from him since uh, Kate took over as the president of the company. What is this? (laughs) We know they don't have a kid on the way. Rick is not going to try <laughs> that. What? What is this? I'm confused. Rick, of course, is sitting on a chair reading the directions to Edward as he's putting together. I want to know why he's doing this. Why are you putting together this little child's t- bike? It's not like it's near Christmas. It's only episode 11 of season 5. Are you... Uh, Unless he's donating it, he's putting it together, he's donating it to the children's hospital, or Toys for Tots, or the Angel Tree, or something. Okay, insert A into B. That's a tricycle! Got it. Now place Captain C onto B. Easy. Insert the three-quarter inch cross brace onto the axle retainer bracket, securing it with a number seven set screw, making sure it does not protrude beyond the sprocket cap assembly. Great! What happened to A and B? They already had it. I don't know, Dad. It's your toy. You designed it. It it says here it's so simple a child can do it. That's it. That is a child. We need a child. Hi, guys. Hiya. Have I got good news? We're going to be doing business with Billy Dawson. Who's Billy Dawson? The owner of Toyorama of Texas. Yeah, owns That's... the biggest chain of toy stores in the country. Edward, I think I landed the account. You're kidding. We've never been able to get our toys into his store. Why? Did you show him this one? <laughs> yeah, anyway, I invited Billy and his wife to dinner. Tonight? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dexter's bringing the contract, so if I can close the deal, old Billy will sign them right here. Well, if I can do anything to help. Oh, thanks. You can come in the kitchen and help Marie peel potatoes. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to this. Rick's... Because he's spouting out all these instructions, like A and B, and Edward's got that part. And then it's like, slip this C into D, and blah, 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 blah. And Edward's like, well, what happened to A and B? I'm like, you're past that part. And Rick's like, well, this is your toy. You invented it. It's a tricycle. What did he invent? What Seriously, what did he invent? He did not invent the tricycle. Somebody else did that. You know what? I'm going to look that up because I want to know who invented the tricycle. Kate, of, of course, Edward says something about, oh, we need a child, you know, because it's a child's toy. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're not expecting a kid that we know of. So Kate comes in. She is all jazzed about getting this Billy Dawson from Texas. Whenever I hear the name Dawson, I always think of Jack Dawson from Titanic. She's going to have him from Toyorama in Texas. I guess he's based there. He's come out to look at their Eddie Toys merchandise. I guess they've been trying to land that account for a long time. He's never been interested in putting their stuff in his store. So, whatever Kate did, I guess she's inviting them to dinner. Dexter's bringing the contract. So, if it all goes well, he'll sign the contract right then and there. Something I feel... What we... I remember... Because the synopsis said something about this guy, like, hates women. I'm like, you are married and you hate women. You have a wife and you hate women. Or... No, I don't think it's that he hates them. He just doesn't want to work with women. I don't know. So, Kate's like, all right, this dinner has to be perfect. Edward, come with me. Help Marie peel the potatoes. So, we're going to see Marie later. And I love how Rick, like, laughs at his dad over his shoulder. <laughs> and the doorbell. So, my guess is it's either Alfonso or Dexter. It can't be Billy Dawson yet because it's not dinner time. Tricycles produced from 1876 to 1884, of which Starley's Coventry Rotary is the most famous example, are considered first-generation tricycles, showed variety of inventiveness as the best design was sought. Ah, okay. What is in the history of tricycles? Here, let me get uh, three-wheeled... What in the world am I looking at? Oh, that's a wheelchair. I said I wanted a tricycle. Oh my goodness. See, you go search on the internet for a straight answer and you get something going in five different directions. How did a tricycle turn into a three-wheeled wheel wheelchair? I don't know. Let's find out who's at the door. Hi, Rick. Hey, it's Alfonso. Hi, Alfonso. Boy, do I have something to show you. Yeah, what is it? You won't you, believe it. What is it? <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a uh, snake. That's his snake? That's, uh... That's, uh... Repeat after me. Snake. <laughs> that looks repeat fake. after me. Goodbye. <laughs> Is Kate home? Well, yeah. Well, let's go upstairs and talk. Come on. Alfonso, where are you going with that thing? Alfonso? He's a ball constrictor, and his name is Alvin. Alvin? Well, how do you know it's a he? 
He tried to make out with your garden hose. Ew. The kid who gave me the ball told me it was a male. Why is he giving it away? I think it had something to do with his father's heart attack. Oh, no. Well, anyway, I want you to keep Alvin until I talk to my Uncle Dexter into letting me keep him. Are you crazy? Your parents are cool about things like this. My Uncle Dexter faints when he watches Wild Kingdom. <laughs> no way. I promise I'll pick Alvin up tomorrow. Okay, okay, but look, you're gonna own Alan me. or Alvin? <laughs> Terrific. And if he gets hungry, he likes mice. <laughs> Okay, yeah, here's a description. Rick agrees to take care of a friend's boa constrictor for the night. Okay. Well, it doesn't say, you know, he's got really, if you think about it, he's really, Rick only has really the main friend, like Alfonso. Um, I, I just thought, like, when it said friend, I thought it was like, because I was looking at the cast guest list. And then just seeing, like, maybe it's this, like, a girl had a pet boa constrictor and he wanted to impress her. Like, yeah, I'll watch your snake. No, Alfonso got it from some kid who, I guess, the snake gave his dad, the boa constrictor gave the kid's dad a heart attack, so he had to get rid of it. And I I thought he said that, because when Alfonso said his name is Alvin, I immediately thought of the chipmunks. And Rick's like, well, how do you know it's a male? <laughs> and Alfonso says, because it tried to make out with your garden hose. And I notice Rick's still got the fish. The fish are still alive. Whether those are the same fish we've seen since like season four or season three, maybe they're, you know, ones have died and he just goes and buys new ones and puts them in there. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Alfonso brings this boa constrictor in a cardboard box. It's like, oh, I gotta go. Can you just leave him here while I convince my Uncle Dexter if I can keep him? Apparently Dexter also faints when he watches Wild Kingdom, so I can't see him wanting Alfonso to have a boa constrictor. This is gonna be all kinds of wrong and frightening. Uh, Alfonso, before he leaves, says, oh, he like Alvin likes mice. <laughs> and I like how Rick says, well, you better get used to PB&J because that's all you're getting. You're not getting live animals. And Kate is downstairs, really elegant dinner table set up, and I'm just thinking, because that's where they have the Mother's Day um, dinner, which is episode 17, which I just realized, you know, that's an episode that I don't have to cover because they covered it back in May. And I'm just thinking, where's the piano? Why? I just, it seems like if I'm not looking for it, it's there. But if I'm not thinking about it, or if I am, it's like, oh, where to go? I don't know. That's weird. So Edward comes down, he's in a suit, says everything looks nice, and he's like, I don't understand why you can't just take these people to a nice restaurant. I mean, they're in New York, go find a restaurant. I mean, it's not 2020, so you know that you can go to one. You don't have to wear a mask. Um, <laughs> in 1986, with, you know, they're not dealing with what we're dealing with right now, and I'm just... And Kate's like, well, they're down-home people. You know, they're from Texas. They thought they would like a real good cooked meal. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna go horrible with that snake. Oh, my gosh. 
And I bet Rick hasn't even mentioned to Edward or Kate the fact that he has it upstairs. In a cardboard box, everybody. That thing... Ugh. Yeah, Kate's nervous. She wants to impress the the um, Dawson's. And she's like, does this look good? And he's like, yeah, it looks down home to me. And I'm just thinking, where is the piano? Did they move it? Did they move it? I swear it was in the last episode. I swear it was. I think. It's right, because it was in episode 17 of season 5. Maybe they, maybe it's on wheels and they can just move it when they need to move it out of the shot. So apparently Kate's been wooing Dawson's assistant the whole time to probably try to get Dawson to even come out and meet with her. And Kate's like, well... The assistant isn't the one that's going to sign this deal. If it's signed, it's going to be up to, you know, Billy Dawson as the one that'll say yay or nay. And Edward's like, oh, well, since he's from Texas, he'll probably say yup or nope. I haven't heard anyone say that since I've been down here. So Marie comes out. She's got the orange cheese and the white cheese. Kate's like, um, I guess we'll go with the white. Or no, we'll go with both of them. Because Marie suggests the white. And she says, well, you might want to go with the white because this orange you're going to have to serve with banaca because it smells... Throw it out. Throw it out. And Edward is just like, oh, get that away from me, please. The orange cheese, just throw it away. How does the table look? Looks fine, but I don't know why we can't just take them out to a nice restaurant. Oh, well, I heard they were down-home people, and I think they'll be more at home with down-home cooking. Now, you sure that table looks all right? Looks down home to me. <laughs> Honey, relax. Come on, you've been wooing Dawson's assistant for months. Oh, yeah, well, that doesn't count. Dawson is the one who closes the deal. I mean, he's the one who'll say yay or nay. Well, he's from Texas. He'll probably say yep or nope. <laughs> you want the white cheese or the orange cheese? <laughs> yeah, we'll serve both. Okay, it's your money. Of course, if it were up to me, I'd serve the white cheese. This orange stuff, you're going to have to serve with banaca. Ew, throw it out, Marie. Oh, my, they're here. Now let's go get them. Oh, Edward, uh, this is my deal. Just promise that you let me handle it. Hey, you hooked him, you reel him in. Thanks. Mr. Dawson, welcome. And this must be Mrs. Dawson. That's the little woman, all right. <laughs> Say hello to Kate, Daddy. Uh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh, she Please, looks like someone I might know from Here something. Who is Here that? You go, oh, Dexter. Thanks for the ride. <laughs> Mr. Dawson, uh, Dexter isn't the uh, chauffeur. He's our company treasurer. Oh, huh, sorry. No offense. None taken. Uh... Here are the papers, Kate, the contracts. I think you'll find them all in order. Oh, aren't you staying for dinner? Oh, I'd like to, but I have some work back at the office. I'll be back to pick up the Dawsons. Oh, good. Well, you can have coffee with us then. Oh, I will. In the meantime, I'll see if I could pick up a few more fares. <laughs> Ciao, y'all. <laughs> Please, come on in and make yourself at home. This is my husband, Edward. Mrs. Dawson, Mr. Dawson. Oh, let's knock out the formality. It's Billy. Always been Billy. Right, Daddy? Yes, everyone calls you Billy Billy. <laughs> Billy Billy. Okay, Billy, Billy. Uh-huh, that's the 
That's a good one, Eddie. <laughs> I must say, it is a pleasure to meet the man behind Eddie Toys. Well, it's... Actually, I couldn't do anything without Kate here. I just developed the toys. She does everything else. Well, like they say, behind every successful man, there's a little woman. <laughs> oh, that's... Credit where credit is due. Yes, sir. And this missus of yours is cute as a back end of an armadillo. What? That's an insult. I've told her that many times. <coughs> Come on in. Can I get you a drink? Sure can. Uh, bourbon if you have it. Ah, uh, Texas milk, huh? That's another good one, Eddie. <laughs> you are on a roll. <laughs> get a little milk for you too, Dottie. No, uh, Dottie doesn't drink bourbon. Makes her barf. Uh, yeah. Right, Daddy? Well, yes. Well, then how about some wine? No, uh, get her one of those diet drinks. She's been having a little trouble getting over the fence lately. Oh, really? Oh, why do you I'm always telling her, drinking is a man's job. She's got to stick to doing what women do best, like oh. uh, having babies. Baloney. <laughs> or maybe it's ham. You know it's hard to tell. Wow, is this guy sexist? He is so sexist. He's not taking Kate seriously. He's thinking more that Edward's running the company. He says, oh, your wife is real pretty. Like, she's a back end of an armadillo. Like, of course Kate would be insulted by that. And the fact that he just assumes that Dexter is the chauffeur. It's like, no, he's our company treasurer. Thank you. And, of course, Dexter's making himself scarce like ah, i gotta go back to the uh, office and uh crunch some numbers or something but i'll be back to pick up the dawson's but this guy i mean he is so sexist i think he's just saying say because his wife's name is dotty like say hello dotty and uh he won't let her talk and of course he wants a whiskey as Edward Colt refers it to it as like the Texas milk of Texas or something. And of course, like, oh, would you like something like that, Aunt Dottie? And he, <laughs> Billy is just like, oh, well, no, because Katie even offers to get her wine. He's like, oh, no, I'll get her one of those diet drinks because she's like, basically slaps her butt. It's like basically saying she's going to front Like, ugh, my God, this is ridiculous. I can't stand this guy. The fact that the guy even says, women got to stick to what they know, which is staying home and having, having babies or something like that. And I'm just like, and even Marie, who's holding a serving tray, is like baloney. And then she's like, I mean, Erica Beham. Because she's holding a serving tray with like little... Tiny meats with toothpicks. We go upstairs. Rick has got a guitar, which we've never seen him use. It's so funny. It seems like every time we go to his room, it's always there's something different, something new. Um, always seems like he's getting a new set of table and chairs. Uh, he's also got a Mr. T poster in the corner, and what looks like a pair, a poster of a pair of like tennis shoes where there used to be like a poster of Menudo back from season two it looks like more um his little window area that you know Derek used to and Freddie and Alfonso used to climb through between seasons two and three that's been kind of closed off now there's a shade there it's almost like a little nook area 
and let's see. what? Oh, um, it looks like remember when he was playing? No, wait, that was like bassoon. The the bassoon. That that case is too. It's too big to be a guitar case because the guitar is sitting out, and it looks like something that Edward would play. But of course, you know, Rick's getting all dolled up, making himself look nice for the dinner. Of course, we see the cardboard box, which the flaps are turned down so you know that boa constrictor is not in there he's probably taking a shower the thing is what unless i don't think that rick just leaves his door hanging open i mean that thing ain't gonna go through a door by chewing through it if it's shut it's gonna stay in the room you think that after the whole fiasco of kate walking in on rick who was coming out of his shower because she was putting towels in there yeah he would keep his room locked if he could Okay, so his name is Alvin. Gotcha. He's like, all right, Alvin, I'll see you later. And he goes to walk out the door, but he stops. And clearly, it's like, that thing is not, and it's... Oh, boy. The kid who had him before he gave him to Alfonso clearly did not have an aquarium. This, a boa constrictor would probably need a huge, huge, like, a room-sized aquarium to move around in. The thing's huge. Donate him to a zoo. Donate him to a... Uh, someone who likes snakes. He goes over, looks in, the box is empty. It's an empty box. Like, what did you think? It was just gonna stay curled up in there? It's not gonna do that. Not to mention, the snake is probably dehydrated. It probably doesn't have anything to eat. Nothing. You're probably starving. Probably had no water, no food. Oh my, that poor snake is probably on death's door. Okay, Alvin, I'll see you later. What did you think that snake oh, was going to no. stay in there, Rick? Oh, no. Oh, Alvin, come on, don't do this to me. Here, boy. It's a snake, not a dog. Come on, Alvin, it's supper time. Please, come on, I'll do anything. I'll even find you a mouse. Oh, Alvin. Alvin! How many skateboards hey, do you have? Hey, now, this is some place you got here. Oh, we like it. Needs a couple of buffalo heads and an antler or two. Don't you think, Daddy? Oh, I think it's fine. Oh, she's just being nice. <laughs> she loves being nice. That's nice. Nice. <laughs> so tell me, how did you two meet? Oh, it was a little cow auction back about 15 years ago. I looked out over a corral of heifers and whoo, there she was. Oh, Billy. Yes, sir. This little heifer has made me one happy bull. That's right. Keep smiling. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rick. You got a household. This is Mr. Dawson. Hello, Mr. Dawson. Call me Billy. This is my wife, Dottie. Yeah, pleased to meet you. The kid's got the attention span of a horsefly. Probably. He's a teenager. Uh, so, uh, why don't we sit down? Yeah. No, don't sit! <laughs> um, I, I think I've misplaced one of my darts. You were playing darts in the living room? D did I say darts? <laughs> Rick, uh, you want to tell us what you're doing? No. Kids. 
Well, you folks are in for quite a treat, you know. Kate's a gourmet chef. <laughs> yeah, I'm a meat and potatoes man myself. Right, Daddy? Well, I figured that. That's why I made Chateaubriand or Pomme de Terre Lyonnaise. What's that? <laughs> French. What is he doing? Maybe he's on a raptor. Sorry. I propose a toast to a long and lasting business arrangement. Uh, tell me, are you planning on bringing the kid into the business? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact... Uh, speaking of business, I am sure that we'll be able to negotiate an arrangement that is beneficial to both our companies. Well said. And after dinner, while you and Dottie swap recipes, your husband and I will sit down and hammer out this deal. Oh. Right, everyone? Oh, well, seriously. I think what Billy is trying to say. I said what I was trying to say. Uh, then let's get one thing straight, Mr. Dawson. Call me Billy, honey. Why don't I call you... Kate. No. You want to call Let me help you and Marie in the kitchen. <laughs> Wow, the, mm, I can see where Kate is losing it, and Edward definitely can tell this guy is just firing off these sexist. Ugh, he's just. Mm, I, mm. <laughs> but of course, Rick comes in. It's like you had a living room with four adults in it, and you're just. I know he's looking for the snake, but could you try to be a little less obvious about it? I mean, they don't know that. They see that he's looking for something because he's like bending down and looking and stuff. And when you know Billy's introducing Dottie to him and everything, it's like, oh hi, yeah. Um. And it's like he's like, oh, don't sit down. I was playing uh, darts. Uh, might be underneath the couch cushions. And Kate's like, you were playing darts in the living room. He's like, oh no, did I say dart? No, I meant something else. Like, oh, my gosh. And Billy's just looking at Rick like. Boys got the attention span of a horsefly. I'm like, well, teenagers. <laughs> I think Rick is kind of providing a little bit of the comedic relief here right now to kind of break up this tension of Edward can I uh, can tell that he does not. He knows the sexist talk that Billy is just the way he's putting down his wife. He's putting Kate down. Even when Kate, you know, they're talking about like hey, let's. You do a toast for our companies, kind of going into, you know, doing business together. And then we can sit down and go over the best deal that will work for both of us. And the guy's like, oh, well, well you and my wife are going to be swapping recipes. Your husband and I can be talking shop, you know, business and all that. And Kate is just she's had no, she's at her breaking point where she's about ready to say something and ruin this deal. I don't see them going into doing business with this guy. He is just and I think Dottie needs to speak up. I don't even think she had a say in that marriage to be honest. The fact that that guy saw her and he swooped in. It's like you're mine now. I'm gonna 
like order for you and I'm going to tell you how to talk and what to say and how to respond and all this. Because he's not letting her get a word in edgewise. Luckily, Edward's there to kind of like keep the peace and like keep Kate like un- from completely unloading on this guy and losing this account, which she's probably in danger of doing. I think at some point she's going to say, you know, we don't want to do business with this guy. Because Edward's like, Kate, why don't you help me with the food? And <laughs> I love how Rick was like looking over the <laughs> the couch, kind of all like shifty eyed. And <laughs> like how Billy's like, you're not planning on bringing the kid into the business, are you? It's like, oh my god. All right, so gosh, it seems like when was the last time we saw the kitchen? I know it was like earlier in season five. We've seen the kitchen here and there a few times. Then we don't get Marie for very much. I like her. I don't think she started on Family Matters as Harriet until like 1990. I don't believe that guy. Honey, calm down. I will not calm down. He is such an oinker. <laughs> he is. I mean, he actually called his wife a heifer. Well, he did call himself a bull. What did you do to defend him? Yeah. I would never let anyone call me a heifer. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> Pussycat. Kidding, honey, I'm kidding. You know, I don't think he had any intention of doing business with the no, woman. No, he did remember how much this means to you, and by the time dinner's over, you'll have him eaten out of your hand. Well, that'll be a step up. He probably eats off the floor. Would you like to sit down? Rick, get it. Why are you acting so strange? Dad, I don't think you're going to like this reason. It's pretty weird. Try me. See, Dad, Alfonso brought over a boa constrictor. A boa? A boa? (laughs) Where is it? I don't know. I've looked everywhere. Except under the table. Oh, no. Under the table? Oh, my gosh, there it is. It's under the table. Will you two sit down and join us? No. Shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Whatever the kids got must be contagious. Fine, Keith. Yeah, great. Well, Eddie, will you do the honors, please? Do we have a bigger knife? (laughs) So, you go to school, young fella? Yes. Are you able to keep up with the regular students? (laughs) He's calling him special, basically. What a jerk. I do fine. Are you playing butchers with me? Oh, no. No, Billy. <laughs> she is not playing fussy with you, you pervert. Oh my god. Oh, this is this episode I like this one a lot more than the triangle episode. <clears throat> 
So when Kate and Edward go into the kitchen, she is literally unloading like, what husband calls his wife a heifer? And why would she even allow that? It's like, well, because Billy is doing all the talking for her. She doesn't get to talk because he is so demeaning of women, even his wife. Oh, my God. And Edward's like, honey, just hold it in, deal with it. By the end of the night, he'll be eating out of the palm of your hand. As he gives her this, like, long-serving platter tray thing to take out there that's got a bunch of food on it. Even Edward must know. I mean, the comments that this guy's making about his wife and the way that he's treating Kate... And she's like, I can imagine she probably really doesn't want to go. Yeah, and she even says he never it probably even intended to want to go into business with the likes of me because I'm a woman. It's like, ugh. So they go out there. Rick is now on the floor, hands and knees, looking for the boa constrictor. Of course, since he hasn't mentioned this, you know, he's definitely not going to mention it to the guests. He hasn't said anything to Kate or Edward. Billy is looking at Ricky like he's mentally challenged. Edward finally has to get in and walk over to Rick. Like, Rick, can you tell me what you're doing while you're on the floor? And Rick's like, dude, you're not going to like the answer. It's like, humor me. And he says, well, Alfonso brought over this boa constrictor. And Edward is just like, boa constrictor? And then he looks, it's like, all right, they're staring at us. Um, yeah. So Kate calls everyone over to the dining room table, or the table. And of course, because Rick says, that's the only place I haven't looked yet. And we get a clear shot of this boa constrictor underneath the table because there's this long draping tablecloth over i'm like oh my god and rick is like trying to like lift up and look under the table and it just then they're all sitting down and rick keeps trying to look on because he knows it's under the table and billy is like oh so so do you go to regular school do you have trouble keeping up with the other students and rick's like i do fine like and then Billy's like, Dottie, are you playing footsie with me under the table? And she's like, no, Billy, I'm not doing that. And Billy has the nerve to look across the table at Kate and just kind of grin at her. It's like, ew, you perved. She ain't playing footsie with you, you sicko. Ugh. Really, all the, they don't want to freak out the guests any more than they're already deeply disturbed. Because when they're, like, in the, you know, Kate and Edward, when they were in the kitchen, Billy was saying, like, oh, this whole family's kind of weird. Like, whatever. So it looks like they managed to get through dinner so far as Rick is coming into the kitchen with, I'm guessing, leftovers. So let's see how this plays out. I, okay, you guys know I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. Here's how I think this is going to play out. Either one, Kate loses her temper and just lashes out at Billy and says, we're not doing business with you. Or Edward finally stands his ground and steps up for his wife and defends her. Says, you can take your wife and you can go. Or saying, like, I wouldn't speak to my wife the way that you're speaking to yours. We are an equal partnership. I don't own my wife. Or something to that effect. So it's either Kate's going to lose it and just stand up for herself and say, I'm not doing business with you. Or Edward is going to tell the guy off and say, I would rather not my wife go into business with you. So 
we'll see. I'm excited to see how this is going to play out. Rick, what's the matter with you? You've been wound up all night and you hardly touch your dinner. Marie, I don't want you to get nervous or anything, but there's a snake in the living room. Yeah, I don't know how his wife puts up with it. <laughs> no, it's a literal. No, you see, I'm talking about Alvin. He's a boa constrictor. A bowl of what? <laughs> boa constrictor. A bowl of what? Well, that was some meal, Kate. You really know your way around the kitchen. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the cook. You want to pass those dishes, hop along? Hop along. There's a piece of bread on the floor. No. That's right. And that's where it's going to stay. And that's where it's going to stay, too. Yup. <laughs> I ain't going to put my hand down there. Wait, I'll get it. Oh, don't have to. It's gone. Oh, boy. Wow. Maybe it thought it was a mouse. And so am I. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a good idea to start the business portion of the evening now. I'm ready. How about you, Billy? Oh, I'm ready and raring to go. Good. Sit down, Eddie. I know you women like to get involved in business, but it's just not the way things are done. Uh, well, our company works that way. I'm all for giving women folk their due. I even bought Dottie here five television stations. Didn't I, Dottie? Yes. KTF, KPLP, KXRF. That's K right, Dottie. <laughs> so, Eddie, let's talk about getting a heap of your toys into my stores. Well, Billy, that would be Kate's department. That's right. I'm afraid you're just going to have to deal with me. I don't know what your problem is. This deal is going to give you a heap of money to go shopping with. <laughs> oh, she's twitching now. Okay. You need to stand up for your wife. Because she is about ready to blow her top. Honey, let's get those... Get those after-dinner drinks. I don't want an after-dinner drink. No, you need to get something to... I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> She's about ready to lash out at him. I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, get this tablecloth off and pick up the crumbs. I'll just wait up here if you don't mind. Yeah. missing a boot <laughs> so yeah this billy guy is so he has no intention of m m doing any type of business at all with kate like okay edward you and i can talk about this deal and i like how edward's like well that really is kate's department you need to speak to her on that you need to be talking with her and the guy, he, Billy even says, you know, you ladies always like to go into business. And I tell you, that's not how it's going to be. Or that's how, not how it should be. I went and bought Dottie, like, five TV stations. And she starts to, like, list all of them. And it's like, oh, Dottie, you got to speak up for yourself. I, that is not a healthy marriage in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, finally... <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so... 
to the point where Kate starts twitching. And Edward has to jump in there and like grab her like, honey, let's go get a drink. Let's go get some coffee or something in the kitchen because you need, you are going to lose it in like five seconds. <laughs> so we got Marie and Rick coming back out and it's like, well, I'm going to take the tablecloth off this table, you know, for the crumbs and everything. And you see him go underneath <laughs> The table, and they're like, Whoa, what are you doing under there? <laughs> Billy's from, like, he's not trying to cop a feel on your wife, okay? He's not. But you just see him come up with this tablecloth, and what he's not holding any. He's got his arms out like he's freaking a whole. That, we saw that boa constrictor. That thing is thick, around, long. It's like, come on. But there's no way that he was going to handle that snake. I can't see Ricky Schroeder saying, yeah, I'll, I'll handle the snake. And Billy just kind of patronizing Kate, just saying like, oh, well, I'm making your husband a deal here. They'll give you money to go shop. And it's like, she is the president of that company. She is the one that's doing the wheeling and dealing. Edward's a toy and he's an inventor. He's inventing things. So if you want to work with a company... Then you're going to have to deal with her. I'm sure, you know, it's not one of his things that he likes to do. But it's like, it's either... I would not... I mean, if someone treated me like that, I am like, I don't want your money. I don't want your business. I don't want to be associated with you. No money is worth being degraded like that. No money is worth that kind of treatment. You couldn't pay me a billion dollars to put up with how that man is treating Kate. I, I, I couldn't do it. Nor should I have to. Not that I do call the whole thing off how long have you worked on this deal six and a half months that's a real long time you saying that i shouldn't call it off no i'm not saying that the man is crude and obnoxious i'd like nothing better than to throw him out on his big fat then do it <laughs> but honey this is your deal and it's worth very hard on. And i think before you do anything you better just count to ten one, two, three. That's my pussycat. Okay, stop with the pussycat. You're not Sophia Petrillo. One, two, three. That was very nice. Yes, it was, Billy. Hey, that was some spread. <laughs> what? Are you being a pervert? You better be talking about dinner. <laughs> so, you talk some sense into the little woman? Oh, yes, excuse did. me. Throw well, I guess that drink okay in his face. To put this deal to bed. Throw it in his face. Throw Billy, it. Billy. Billy. <laughs> Since Kate has taken over Eddie Toys, our sales have increased 40%. She cut the overhead by 20%. And the profit picture is better than it's ever been. So, as president of Eddie Toys, if you want our toys in your store, you will have to deal with me. That was a mighty pretty speech, little lady. But it doesn't change the spots on the cap. Uh, Billy, no, maybe he... No, no, Dottie. I'm going to do business with Eddie, or not at all. Then not the at all. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of. I set up the deal, I did all of the work, and... And I... you're a woman. <laughs> now listen, Bully. Yes! Billy. Bully. Hon, <laughs> please. Oh, you my Ladies first. <laughs> Now, I don't know where you've been hiding all these years, but in case you haven't noticed, we women have come a long way, baby. Yes. And wonders of wonders. We even have the right to vote. <laughs> so, uh, when you call me a woman, 
I consider that a compliment. Well, now, you are a feisty filly. Throw that drink in his face, please. And you are a jackass. Yes, woman, girl, go. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? You're a piece of crap. I think you should sign the contracts. You what now? Or I'll defend well, you. Well, my daddy did leave me controlling interest in Toyorama. Ah, uh, now, now, yes. you don't. You know now, Dottie, me. Yes. If you don't sit down and sign those papers, you're going to spend the rest of your life as one unhappy bull. But Dottie. A lonely unhappy bull. <laughs> Do I make myself clear? Dottie, there are people over here. And there's a lot more people out there. And I'm going to tell them all about it on KTF, KPLP, KTF, Here, use this. Uh. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here I go again, spoiling her. <laughs> well, this has been some evening. I've had better. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gotta be Dexter. Or is it a Honda? Well, I'm back. Did I miss anything? Oh, for starters, Kate closed the deal. Yeah. Well, oh, that's great, Kate. Well, I couldn't have done it without Dottie. Uh, yeah, thank you. No. I hey. should be thanking you. Come along, Billy. Honey. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Are we leaving already? Well, I guess I'll have my coffee later. <laughs> Wait a minute, Dex. Oh, no. Uh-oh, he's back. <laughs> Would you please give this to Alfonso? Oh, of course. Yeah, Dex, and if I were you, I wouldn't open that till I get home. <laughs> now you have aroused my curiosity. No, don't open it. Good night. Good night. Good Thank night. you. See you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Thank goodness. Goodbye. <sighs> Well, honey, I'm proud of you. Mm. You've made me one happy bull. <laughs> so, what was in that box? <laughs> yes, you can open it. Nothing. All right, let's go back to when Kate and Edward are in the kitchen. She really kind of wants to throw in the towel with this deal. It isn't really even worth it to be treated like this. And Edward's like, honey, how long have you worked on this deal? And she's like, about six months. And he's like, that is a very long time to just throw this away. And she's like, what? So I shouldn't throw it away? And he's like, you know, I would like nothing better than to throw that man out on his big fat, what do you say, accent? Because, you know, it's television sitcom. You can't say, ugh. Um, <laughs> which, well-deserved. Yeah, the guy needs to be thrown out on his butt. But he's going to be uh, pleasantly surprised by the old wifey. So, he tells Kate, you worked really hard on this. I think you need to count to ten before you go out there and say something you're going to regret. So, while she's counting, he calls her pussycat. And I'm like, you're not Sophia Petrillo. And she's not Dorothy's Bornack. So, lay off the pussycat. Oh, they're definitely with the innuendos because Marie is in the living room dusting the glass coffee table and Billy's like, wow, that was some spread. And she, Marie 
sits, like, stands up, looks at him and says, you better be talking about dinner. As soon as Edward comes out, he's got the drinks. He gives one to Billy. And Billy, right away, shooting off his mouth, like, oh, so you talk some sense into your woman? Kate, of course, she is, I gotta commend Kate, she is really keeping her cool where anyone else probably would have lost it by now. I was just praying that she would take that drink and throw it in his face. But he gets what he deserves very shortly. Because so, she's like, oh yes, he did. <laughs> as far as Edward talking to her. He want to do business with Kate. He wants to do business with Edward. He's like, me and Eddie here, we're going to put this deal to bed. And Kate sits down and she's like, Billy, Billy, Billy. No, Edward's the one who kind of sets him straight. Like, since Kate has taken over Eddie Toys, he says profits are up 40% and just all this other stuff that she's, you know, raised with the company and everything, the numbers. That's all Kate's doing. And Kate kind of takes over for Edward and says, So, as president of Eddie Toys, if you want our toys in your store, you're going to have to do business with me. And again, Billy's like, well, that was a mighty fine speech, little lady, but that doesn't change the spots on the cattle. Then basically, what you just said to me means nothing. It just rolls off my back. Like, I'm not even taking you seriously right now. And I haven't been since we've been talking. Well, she hasn't even been talking to Billy. She's been talking to his assistant. And Dottie kind of cuts in here. And he, like, Billy, like, shuts her down. Like, no, no, Dottie. I'm going to do business with Eddie here or not at all. Kate gets up because Billy looks like he's heading towards the door. Like, he's going to be like, forget it. Kate stands up like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. She says, you know, I'm the one who set up the deal and I did all the work. Billy flat out says, and you're a woman. It's like, so what? And Kate even brings up the fact like, yeah, I am a woman. And guess what? Women can also vote. And just women have come. What's that? That saying of you've come a long way, baby. I forgot who said that. Someone said it. It's a saying. Edward finally stands up and says, now listen, he calls him bully. I mean, Billy. But he's like, probably, I'm not going to stand here and let you talk to my wife this way. Granted, yes, it's a business deal. But still, at some point, you're, no husband in the right mind that loves their wife is going to let some man come around and speak to their wife in that tone. Kate, of course, is like, hun, please let me take care of this. Thank you. I'm a big girl. I got in my big girl pants. I can take care of myself. Thank you. I love Kate here, how she puts on Don's a southern accent like, Billy, I don't know where you've been hiding, but if you don't know, we've come a long way, baby. Like, <laughs> just, I love, she does a lot better than I do. I don't know what my accent is, but <laughs> it's horrible, I know. She's like, we even have the right to vote. So when you call me a woman, consider that a compliment. I gotta say, I love Erin Gray's look here. I love her outfit. I love her hair. It's so beautiful. It's always been beautiful, but as the seasons go on, it definitely does change to fit, like, you know, because the show started in 82 and then lasted until 87, and this is 1986 right now, but she is a gorgeous woman. She still is very, very pretty. 
And he just basically laughs in her face. Billy dies. Like, well, you uh, sure are a feisty filly. Like, I'm about ready. I wanted her to take that drink and throw it in his face, class and all. Thank goodness that Dottie stands up and she's like, and you are a jackass. And he's so like, what? (laughs) What did you just say to me? on the audience and Dottie of course has just realized what she said and puts her hands in her mouth like she's probably never spoken to her husband like that at all and I love the women in the audience just screaming like yes (laughs) gotta play it again because I love this scene is just the audience the ladies go wild for this that's like they've been waiting for this moment you are a jackass Oh my gosh, they go crazy. They love, I love it. At first, he's, Billy's like, w- w- what did you say? And she's like, I think you should. The timidness comes back. Like, I think you should sign the contract. Turns out that Toyorama thing that we think he owns, that's her daddy's money right there. That's her daddy's money. That's her daddy's company. That is her company. And she wears the pants in the family. Yes. He says that her daddy left her control in interest of the Toyorama. She basically flat out says, if you don't sit down and sign those papers, you are going to be one unhappy bull. Actually, she says lonely unhappy bull. Because more than likely, she would take him to the cleaners. Because more than likely, he does have nothing without her daddy's money and her daddy's Toyorama. He would be nothing. He'd be going back to rope and, you know, doing the rodeo circuit with the rodeo clowns and the bulls. I love how Billy is literally on his knees, like, hands up, like, okay, okay, I give. Give me the pen. <laughs> this guy's garbage. He's garbage. And just like, yes, Dottie, you're standing up for every woman out there who's ever been belittled by a man or their husband or their boyfriend. Thank you for taking a stand for women everywhere. He's like, oh, there's uh, people in here. It's like, where are you making a scene? And she's like, yeah, there's a lot of people out there, too, as in pointing to the doors, as in, you gave me control five television stations. I'm going to tell every single one of them the kind of man that you are. No one will ever do business with you again. Oh, she opens the lapel of his jacket, pulls out a pen, and... Kate puts the contract right there for him to sign. Like, just sign it, sign it, sign it. You can be on your way. I love how Billy tries to play it off. Like, oh, there I go again, spoiling her. Like, huh. no, we know who really wears the pants in this family. And it ain't you, buddy, Billy. <laughs> Edward's like, oh, well, this has been some evening. And Billy's just like, huh, I've had better. That guy's got a head of hair on him. This is 1986. By 1992, in Growing Pains, his hair has really, really thinned out. And by 2007, in the OC Season 4, his hair is basically almost non-existent. Alright, we get the remote control again being used. And (laughs) Dexter comes in, ready to take... uh, Billy and Dottie back to the airport or wherever there's or the hotel, wherever they're staying. And Dexter's like, oh, did I miss anything? And Edward's like, well, for starters, Kate closed the deal, of course, with Dottie's help. Thank you. 
And Kate's like, well, I couldn't have done it without Dottie. And I love Dottie as she turns to Kate and says, well, I couldn't have done it all without you. And she could probably see, like, her blood was boiling with the way that Billy was treating Kate. And she finally got the confidence to stand up to her husband and said, I'm not taking how you're treating her, and you're going to treat me the way you've been treating me. Hazel is like, come along, Billy, honey. <laughs> yeah. He's going to make you get on your knees and beg. So Rick comes down with the cardboard box and it does have the flaps closed on it the way that you close the opposite one so it will stay closed. And of course Billy, who thinks Rick is extremely slow and mentally challenged, is like, oh, he's back. And he tells Dexter, give this to Alfonso for me and don't open that until you get home. Or actually, maybe don't open it at all and just give it to Alfonso. Of course, Dexter doesn't listen as you hear him go, "Ah!" outside the door. Oh, boy. I'm looking at this writing on that box, and I swear there's an 8 and like a 7 on it. And I can't read this weird cursive writing. So maybe it was, and it does look like it's got holes poked into it. So, you know, the boa constrictor can breathe. And, of course, Dexter leaves with the Dawsons. And Edward says how he's proud of Kate. And says, you've made me one happy bull. I'm like, please don't do that. Don't don't say that. <laughs> Kate's like, oh, so, Rick, what was in that box? And we just hear screaming from Dexter and Dottie. <sighs> Rick just kind of looks over his shoulder at the closed door. And he's like, nothing. <laughs> I love how Kate, like, turns to look at Edward. Like, seriously, no, what was in the box? Like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You're going to you would be freaked out. All right, so that was Kate Lasso's a Longhorn. And I gotta say, I like this one a bit more definitely than the last one, than the Triangle episode, for sure. (laughs) Oh my god. So, my rating for this one is definitely... I didn't see anything wrong with it. Even, you know, Billy's attitude... I just, I loved how it took that turn at the end and he finally was put in his place. Surprisingly, not so much by Kate and Edward, but by his own wife. (laughs) And of course, the side story with the boa constrictor was awesome. With Alvin the boa constrictor and also with Marie. I miss Marie. She was just, I wish she could have been made more of a character. But I think she she did go on to Perfect Strangers, which then spun off into its own show, Family Matters. So, yeah. But definitely for this episode, um, ask your parents first if you're going to watch someone's pet, especially an exotic pet. If you don't know anything about snakes, if you don't, don't take on, like, yeah, I can watch your pet. Sure. You don't know anything about it. You don't know what it eats. It's come to you in a cardboard box. Your parents have no idea, especially if they're expecting, like, house guests and stuff. Like, yeah, dicey. It made for a fun episode, definitely, but just a silver spoonful for that. Just, um... Ask your parents first, and maybe um, if you don't know about the pet, don't take the pet on. Alvin, no, he was not. Poor Alvin, he's being displaced again. He was probably thrown onto the ground, probably injured. This poor bull constrictor, and 
probably slithered off somewhere to try to make a way for itself in the Strand's yard, I guess. Oh my, I, I, I applaud, I applaud Dottie. Thank you, thank you so much. And the fact that they did secure the account. I would think that Dottie would hopefully be working with Kate and not this Billy guy. I can imagine that Dottie's now got that power since the her father gave, you know, that company is, you know, entrusted to her that I bet anything she could make him, her husband, sign everything over to her. And that way she and Kate can be working together. I think that would be the way to go, honestly. All right, let's talk about next week's episodes. Season 5, episode 12, entitled Edward Creates a Monster, which aired on January 26th, 1980s. Wow, this took a break. Kate Lasso's a Longhorn was November 24th, 1986. And episode 12 didn't air until January 26th, 1987. So a full two months later. Wow. Well, it was probably like Christmas Thanksgiving break. So, all right. Edward creates a monster in this episode. After going out to a comedy club as a reward for his success in school... Rick is invited to join a comedy class. High schools do that? I, An improv class? Interesting. Okay. But his homework is no joke. Since he's cutting up in classes as well as at home and thinking of foregoing college. Are you trying to be the next Joey Gladstone? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Go to college, Rick. Please. Go to college. Alright, and of course, this is an episode I've been looking forward to for since I heard about it. Season 5, episode 13, entitled Rumors Are Flying, which aired February 2nd, 1987. Rick has a girl from school over to study, but they fall asleep in his room. After she gets grounded, Rick allows rumors to spread about what happened in their late study session. Well, I can tell you at least two other episodes I've seen of shows that have done this before. One comes to mind. Season 6's The Wonder Years, White Lies, where Kevin and Winnie are studying at his house. His parents and Wayne are gone. They fall asleep on the couch. He thinks they did more than what they did when he wakes up and looks at like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's like, you didn't have sex with her, trust me. So, the other episode, um, Wake Up Little Cory, which is a play on Wake Up Little Susie. From uh, Boy Meets World, Topanga and Cory are working on a video for Mr. Turner's class about um, scandal and sex and all that stuff. They end up working, pulling in an all-nighter at the school and fall asleep in the video editing room and are woken up by Mr. Feeney. Of course, Corey lets... And the same thing even with Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years. The boys let rumors just fly. Like, hey, are you just you or are you a man? And even Kevin is all like, hey, what do you think happened? Yeah, we spent the night together. And it's like... 
in one instant, the guy is like the hero and the girl is considered a slut. And I, mm, I just, hopefully Edward sets Rick straight when it comes to this. It's like, this is not okay. And the fact, I want to know, my guess is Rick's like, hey, my stereo's upstairs. Let's go hang out and study. Because he's got that big round table in his room. So I'm just like, <sighs> every every teen show's got to have something to that effect. Alright, those are the two episodes I'll be focusing on next week. We are really getting into the final season here. Wow. I really kind of wish, although we probably would have had to have had a season six for Rick to eventually be a senior and then graduating. I think it would have been cool to like end the show like that. Like, Rick graduating high school and then being accepted to college. I mean, we all kind of want... I mean, they can't always be like the Fresh Prince or Growing Pains where the family, like, moves out of the state or moves out of the house or whatever and everyone goes their separate ways. It can't always be that. I kind of wonder if Silver Spoons had went on what the storylines would have been. Would Kate and Edward have had a kid? I mean, he's in his early 40s. She's probably in her mid-30s, mid to late 30s. They're both running a company. I don't, I don't know. For you all who have been listening to this podcast since day one are probably like, you know you want them to have a kid. <laughs> you Because know, how often did you bring it up on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. But, um, alright everybody, we'll be back next week with uh, Rick trying his hand at comedy and wanting to forego college and then him having Jesse's old girlfriend from the Full House episode, The Last Kiss, from season four. In that episode, Becky's engaged to or Jesse's engaged to Becky. He's going to his 10-year high school reunion. However, we learn later, he did not graduate from high school. Anyway, and the girl who Rick has in his bedroom is that girl who plays Carrie Fowler. Not only is she that girl, she's also the girl who Elliot kisses in E.T., the movie, which I will be covering on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast for Halloween this month. So check that out. All right, everybody, have a great week. Please be safe, be positive, be prepared. Just use caution, use you know, all the all the good stuff. Just be safe. Remain healthy. All the good stuff. Just gosh, how many more months have we got it left? Almost two? Wow, this this year's flown by and I'm kinda happy it is. I don't know what two thousand twenty one has in the store, but I pray it's at least somewhat better than how this year's gone. Alright. I don't mean to be a downer, but uh yeah. See y'all next week. Bye-bye.